Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. If you get to New Year, it means you've survived the hardest part of the year. Right. And now spring is here and you're starting you the year it. again. You've earned it. You've earned one more year. Have this fish and chicken. Hi, my name is Daph. And I'm June. And you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tinder, where we delve into bucket list things to do before you turn 30. Happy 2021, everybody. I can't believe it's the end of January already and I hope everyone's year has been going okay so far. (laughs) And we have more exciting things to look forward to this season but what are we kicking the season off with, Daph? Yes, so I would consider this a bonus episode and I would like to talk about Chinese New Year specifically. It's coming up soon. So Chinese New Year is coming up really soon. We are going into the year of the ox, if you guys are curious. Mm -hmm. And it is going to fall on February 12th this year. So just two days before Valentine's Day. You guys should get a head start and get all your red-coloured clothings ready. Because (laughs) it will be a weekend of wearing red. (laughs) And just for the lay observer... Is Chinese New Year always on February 12th? No. Or does it kind of move around? It moves around. So how do you know when it's going to be? It's based on the moon. Oh. So I think someone looks at the moon and decides, <laughs> okay, it's <We're> ready. <laughs> January this year. But it's generally always between the period of end of January to mid-February. Gotcha. Also, it it coincides with spring. Mm. So Chinese New Year, if you live somewhere which that has four seasons, it is called, also called a spring festival. Oh, I did not know that. All right, so tell me about Chinese New Year. Just for disclaimer, like I am Malaysian Chinese, okay. and I feel like, you know, sometimes we have like different traditions that's not necessarily like from someone that's from China. I feel like there's all these like regional kind of things as well. So like my opinion is like coming from coming to you as a Malaysian Chinese person. Okay. But the gist of it is always quite similar. So Chinese New Year is celebrated for um, 16 days if you want to include Chinese New Year Eve, which I would include because New Year's Eve is actually quite an auspicious and important day as well. It's kind of amazing that it's 15 whole days. Like, I feel like you're celebrating it right. It's definitely one of the biggest holiday slash celebration in China. Mm-hmm. And I think for us as well in Malaysia, we also get a public holiday for Chinese New Year. Maybe one or two days, I'm not sure. But it's definitely quite a significant kind of event in the Chinese community. Gotcha. So knowing very little, and I think I refer to it as Korean New Year, but that's fine. We'll refer to it as Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. What are things that you do 
on Chinese New Year or during Chinese New Year? So I wanted to share what I would consider a funny slash cute thing slash auspicious thing that you would do um, <laughs> leading up to Chinese New Year. So if you want to participate, please do and let us know if you do. A lot of the activities <laughs> leading up to Chinese New Year, kind of it's all about a reset. Coming into the new year, you're starting fresh, you want to kick off the year right. And one of the first things that I kind of people would do in preparation for Chinese New Year is to do a spring cleaning. So you mm-hmm. want to like clean your house, but you have to do this before Chinese New Year. Because okay. once Chinese New Year comes along, so say February 12th is Chinese New Year, yeah. you are then not allowed to clean or sweep your house for three days. So no cleaning, sweeping what? or vacuuming from February 12th to February 15th. <laughs> why? The reason why you don't do any cleaning or sweeping is because you might sweep away all the good fortune and luck. You want to hold on to that New Year's energy and vibe as much as possible and infuse your home with it. Therefore, you're not meant to clean for the first three days of Chinese New Year. So that means everyone gets their cleaning done right before February 12th? Correct. Okay, interesting. Yes. So cleaning and decorations. You do that before Chinese New Year. So, and then Chinese New Year is day one, two, three, no sweeping, no cleaning. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. Sweeping is never fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> I need to tell Alex no vacuuming. <laughs> the second thing to do before Chinese New Year, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but Chinese people love money. One thing that Chinese people believe in leading up to Chinese New Year is that you need to settle all your debts before Chinese New Year. And the idea for this is you don't want to bring bad juju into the new year. You Mm want to like start the year afresh. You want to settle money that you owe other people and you're meant to do this before Chinese New Year. Otherwise, it's going to be bad luck for the rest of the year because you will spend the whole year owing people more money. So settle all your debts. And do you see this happening in practice? Like people paying you back suddenly on February 11th? I think that people probably from the business side I think people do. Fascinating. Yeah, I think like in Malaysia, there's still lots of like small businesses and you have IOUs. And I I do think that leading up to Chinese New Year, people try to like settle it. I I, I need to actually ask my mom or an auntie about this, but I do think that people do try to practice this. Gotcha. And it's more person to person rather than paying off your mortgage or like credit card. Yeah, yeah, yes. For example. Correct, correct. Yes. (laughs) Like so it's more like money, off. yeah, money you owe other people. It's more like a personal level, gotcha. kind of like settle your debts type of situation. Right. And does that also apply to like if someone's angry at you and money is not related to it? No, I think it's only if money is involved. Oh, okay, it's fine if people are pissed off at you, but if you owe them five bucks. <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah, you mentioned that people were wearing red. Can you talk more about that? The third thing is... Wear lots of red for Chinese New Year. Red is a very auspicious color for the Chi- for Chinese people. You see it right. when people get married. On lanterns, you see it on red packets. On, la- on lanterns. <laughs> also, people often buy new clothes to wear for Chinese New Ooh. Year. And I think, once again, this is all about, you know, starting the year right red is considered like a bright happy color and it they also believe that your appearance and your attitude during chinese new year will set the tone for the rest of the year that is so good it's a lot of pressure huh now that i like talk about this i'm like oh my gosh it's all these things you're meant to do during chinese new year what if you're really upset <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> but do you wear traditional dress or a chong 
not necessarily. I think it's more a trend now for us to wear traditional clothing. But like growing up, it wasn't like necessary for us to wear a chongsam or a chi pao. They're so flattering. You have to be quite slim though to wear a chongsam. I have to say, it's quite you restrictive. You think so? Yeah, I have one. Oh my gosh, I can't actually can't sit down properly. And <laughs> with all the eating, you can like see oh, your stomach bump. Oh, true. It's not because it's very ideal. fitting. See, this not is ideal. where the Korean traditional dress trumps. You can eat whatever you want and <laughs> it's you all want. hidden behind those fluffy layers of silk. <laughs> what okay, else? we get into my favorite part. Let's talk about food. I am going to share a few auspicious food items that you should attempt to eat during Chinese New Year. So the first is a whole fish. The reason why it's very specific, why it has to be a fish, is because fish in Mandarin or in Cantonese, it's you call it's called yu. That's a Chinese idiom called nian nian you yu, which means every year to have surplus. So oh. the reason why you would eat fish is so that you would have a really, really excellent year with lots of wealth and health and all the things Chinese people love. Actually, mainly just money. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a salmon fillet. You have to have a whole fish with, with the, the tail and the head. Mm. Yes. Generally, they cook it like Cantonese style. Like you steam like, it and right? then you have like a soy sauce. Oh, yeah. Um, like a whole fish. Like you steam it or you deep fry it, but it has to be a whole fish. And does everyone have to um, eat part of that fish? Yeah, you should eat it even if fish is not your thing. But yeah, you want to eat it because you want to eat the prosperity. Of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and then the other thing that they generally would have during Chinese New Year is also a whole chicken to represent family togetherness. Aww. So you're with your family and you're eating this whole chicken together. When my dad was growing up, they didn't have a lot of money. So they right. only could eat meat maybe like once or twice a year. So Chinese New Year would be one of those times when they would all look forward because they got to eat meat. Right. Which is pretty sad. It's <laughs> lots of full animals. Whole fish, whole mm-hmm. chicken. Yes. The next item that you guys should try to get into your menu during Chinese New Year is noodles. But specifically like super, super long noodles. <laughs> because noodles represent longevity. You're meant to slurp the noodles and try not to cut it. I think maybe you can chew it in your mouth, but don't like cut it when you cook it. So when you're cooking it, you want your noodles to be like super long. That is the second food item to eat, noodles. I'm glad you're allowed to chew. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> Otherwise you might choke noodle. and die. <laughs> yeah. The third one is glutinous rice cake, yeah. or also known as nian gao, which translates to New Year's cake. Mm-hmm. Similar to how fish yu um, signifies abundance, nian gao, the word gao means tall. Mm-hmm. So eating glutinous rice cakes during the new year symbolizes growth. So whether it's Aww. your career or your income or your health, <laughs> you want to like achieve, unlock the next level of yep. achievement. So <laughs> eat some glutinous rice cake. This is so beautiful and symbolic, every single thing. It is very symbolic, huh? Mm-hmm. Also, it's very um all about what it sounds like. Like, this food sounds like this, so you should mm-hmm. eat this. So the last thing, and you'll see this everywhere, is tangerine, oranges or pomelo. And the reason why we eat those or have those around is because they're quote-unquote golden, and they signify like golden nuggets. Therefore, you know, if you eat it, it symbolizes fullness and wealth. Once again, it's all about the money. And apples do not count, even though they're kind of no, can be orange. I don't think apples count. No, it's specifically like citrusy fruit. Interesting. 
Yes, I'm very curious how the mainland Chinese people feel because of your disclaimer about being Malaysian. There is specifically this one Chinese New Year dish that is very specific to Malaysia and Singapore. So mm-hmm. you will not find this in mainland China, but you will find this dish in Malaysia and Singapore. It's called Yi Sang. And ultimately what it is, it's a salad. It's like a big, mm-hmm. it comes on a big plate and it's like salad. It has pomelo, it has salmon, it has like grated daikon, cabbage. And the idea is that everyone in the table, you all have to stand up and you have to grab oh. your chopsticks. And together you have to, what they call low hay. And yeah. together you have to mix this this whole dish together. And, and when you're mixing it, you want to like, get all your chopsticks as high as possible. So the higher you go, the better luck it'll be. And it's like really messy and it goes everywhere, but it's also like really fun. So that yi sang is called yi sang. It's very specific to Malaysia and Singapore. That sounds super oh. fun. Yeah. And then what other like traditions and customs do you do together with your family now that you're all gathered okay. and have eaten all this food? Traditionally on Chinese New Year is to pay respects to your elders. Right. So I think, you know, in Chinese culture, there's like a lot of emphasis of being filial, like being xiaosun, where you have to respect anyone that's older ten you, than you. So part of this as well, on the first day of Chinese New Year, first thing you do in the morning, after you're like all dressed, ready, you need to serve tea to your parents. Mm-hmm. And then when you serve them tea, you have to wish them well. So you say things like kang, which is I wish you good health. Which is prosperity to you. And then your parents would drink the tea and then they'll give you a red packet that's filled with money. I love it. This is like the only <laughs> the thing I know about Chinese New Year. <laughs> you get the money. <laughs> you get the money. And the packets are quite beautiful too, right? Yes. But you only get red packets if you are unmarried. If you are married, you're the one giving the red packets. I see. So this counts There's if you're like 40 single. and you're not married? Correct. Yes. What if you have a de facto relationship? I don't know. Debatable. I'm not <laughs> Debatable. sure. <laughs> like if you and Alex went back, would you still be getting red packets? Yes. Yes. Oh. Confident yes, I would say. Loop I think you have to like officially put a ring on it situation. <laughs> Like registered married, otherwise it doesn't count. I like how they're so strict about it. Those are pretty much five things to do for Chinese New Year. It's beautiful. Do not sweep your house in the first three days. <laughs> Pay up Don't all your debts, personal your debts. Don't worry about your credit card. Wear something red. Eat all the auspicious food, fish, whole fish, whole chicken, noodles, noodles, glutinous rice cake, tangerines. And then last one is call your parents up and wish them well. <laughs> Serve them a virtual tea. <laughs> I think for Chinese New Year, the emphasis is coming together with your family and spending time with them. Celebrating a new year, setting the right tone, and yeah, just eating lots of delicious food. Oh, so that sounds so lovely. I'm about doing. to cry. We oh, wish Chinese we could do this. Year. <laughs> I know, we haven't seen our parents in so it's long. So long. Oh my God, sorry, mom. <laughs> family. Um, uh, all right, how about you, June? What are things... <laughs> Actually, when is Korean New Year? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here we go. Confession time. I feel like such a bad Korean because I am not up to date on all my Korean customs and traditions. I'll readily admit, with our family, like with my family, all of our like holidays and celebrations, every single thing was with the freaking Korean church, <laughs> which... <laughs> 
has its benefits but definitely has its downsides as well so the only <laughs> things that i can really truly recall is that it's definitely not 15 days i think max it's like two or three days i know if you're like in korea or even if you're like living somewhere else you'd still try and see your family so family is a really big deal and for those that um practice like ancestor worship that's like a really big part of the day where you like pay respects to your ancestors and that includes like preparing food for them and kind of like bowing mm-hmm. to them which yeah mm-hmm. my family didn't do but I saw a lot in Korean dramas <laughs> growing up like recognizing where you came from remembering yeah so there's some similar things we buy new clothes or you should wear new clothes to kind of start the mm-hmm. year off right and I think mm-hmm. probably less so now because Korea is much more modern but Back in the day, suddenly you would wear traditional dress. So that's a hanbok. And if you've never seen that, it's like quite this like colorful, flowy, um, beautiful dress. That's what I was saying. You can pretty much eat anything under there because it's it's empire (laughs) waist. So from like under boob down, you're like just going straight out. So you can hide like children under there. You can like like the perfect buffet, perfect buffet outfit. Yes, exactly. And then the other thing that I remember is that you would like bow to your parents and you say specifically, which means lots of blessings to you for the new year. And then you get paid. So you get this hebeton. And um, I think it's a similar thing. Like if you're married, you pay other people. But usually like if you're a child, you get paid. And so you Mm -hmm. like bow in front of your parents while you say this thing. And there's like a specific way that women have to bow and men have to bow. And then lastly, Mm -hmm. yeah, similar thing with food. So there's lots of rice cake. So in Korea, when you eat this rice cake soup called tteokguk, that's when everyone gains a year in age. So if you ever ask Koreans their age, it can kind of be confusing because everyone counts their age from when rice you cake start. age. Yeah, rice cake age. So even if your birthday is December, you would count an extra age on that day. So you've like lost 10 months of your life somehow. So I always found that really unfair as a December baby. I'd be like, why? Why do I have to gain the age now? Um, but that's something that happens. And then similar thing, lots of like chap or celebration food, like chon, the Korean pancakes um, and noodles and uh, sweet rice cake to celebrate the new year well. Sweetness. So eating and family, very similar, but much less So time. Now, that, now that you've mentioned it, I think the whole gaining a year thing is because people survive the winter. Mm-hmm. And generally the idea back in the day is that if you survive winter, you have one more year to live. Wow. That's where the symbolism, I think, comes in. Because back in the day, I guess lots of people died in winter. Oh my like, Especially gosh. the older people. If you get to New Year, it means you've survived the hardest part of the year. Right. And now spring is here and you're starting you've the year it. again. <laughs> you've earned it. You've earned <laughs> one more year. Have this fish and chicken. <laughs> so how are you going to celebrate this year? Things. What I generally try to do now that I am not home is I would often host like a Chinese New Year dinner. I would just invite all my non-Chinese friends over (laughs) and then make Chinese food and then do what I just did with you and explain why are we eating all of these things. (laughs) It's Asian education. Doing it for the Um, Chinese community. Yeah, but let's see. I don't know if we can do it this year though because of COVID. So it just means Alex and I are going to be eating a whole fish, a whole chicken, noodles, dumplings, the shebang. Pomelo. Which isn't too bad. Make sure he doesn't vacuum. <laughs> yeah, let us know how you plan on celebrating 
Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year or Korean New Year, please send us any photos or comments or differences on how you plan to celebrate. Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this mini episode. June and I are in the throes of planning for season three, so you'll be hearing some updates, some new stuff coming up pretty soon. Thank you again for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.